Hello, welcome to Derbs Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're joined by a very special guest, a friend of the podcast, uh, Zhao, uh, who is the man behind the, uh, the social media <laughs> accounts in several ways. Um, but uh, he's come on for a very special reason. Today, well, we're going to talk about, a little bit about Marvel Presents Mists of Vendaria. But before we do that, Buddy, I want to tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. Well, on this podcast, we like to talk about games. But obviously, we also talk about Marvel movies since we've done literally all the Marvel movies up at this point right we have these huge lists with like the the rankings that it like update dynamically over time i'm sure we'll get to those lists in, you know, towards the end of the review i will but point out the reason we generated those lists was specifically for uh, as a request by a uh, one zhao oh that's true yeah actually zhao is the one who requested us to do a full accounting of the marvel cinematic universe um so i guess we're just gonna have to continue in that trend uh so yeah so today we're talking about shang chi shang chi came out a couple, couple weeks ago, ago at this point yeah. but we had like a, a a ton of stuff going on so we didn't actually you know we didn't actually get to it i just saw it like last night i like the 10 45 showing i just like i was like oh shit i gotta see shang chi um yeah uh shang chi and legend of the five rings uh, as per standard we'll give our uh baseline impressions before the spoilers so i know that the three of us have different opinions on this uh so let's start with you buddy uh, I think I famously said that movie was dog shit. That's what I said in like our group chat <laughs> after I immediately after the, the movie finished, I wrote that movie, that movie was dog shit. I, you know, that's, that was a joke. Yeah. Like that's like mostly a joke. Right. Um, I think Shang-Chi has some stuff going for it. Most notably the action is really well done. And I was, uh, I was pretty impressed, actually, I want to say, you know, especially for Marvel movies, which have, you know, I've got back and forth on some of them. I think have good action. Some I think have, you know, some of them I think have bad action. Um, it's probably not the worst of the the Marvel movies, but it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um, it reminds me quite a lot of Captain Marvel, actually, in terms of being right. Like it has a lot of the, the same problems that we identified with Captain Marvel, just sort of like repeated over again. Um, and then a, like a smattering of just sort of like other stuff. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people who, you know, part of this is that this is maybe the most bathos heavy of any of the Marvel movies, like boy oh boy does it go hard on uh on that kind of humor which really got on my nerves um and so this might be one of those situations where like this one was really kind of tailor-made to to piss me off but yeah so i i'm not a big fan of of shang chi all right i'll, I'll go next i thought it was all right um i don't think it was as hype as some of like the media treatments i saw it getting was um i enjoyed it uh, uh a bit i think it has some major flaws some things that just stuck out to me is like these might trip your kind of like you know you're nitpicking too much stuff but we'll get into that in the spoiler section um to your point i don't think it was the most bathos heavy i think that that may be like like to me the one that stands out clear to me that is like thor ragnarok but i think it's got the most bathos with bad jokes okay um, so here's my thing here's my thing about that I think I might agree that Thor Ragnarok has more bathos, but the contrast is not as bad. The thing about Shang-Chi is that it was constantly asking me to take its melodrama incredibly seriously, like super sincerely, right? And putting that like super melodrama up against 
bathos humor makes for a greater sort of disruptive effect versus the right yeah versus the ragnarok which like Thor Ragnarok had a point, you know, it, it had themes, it had characters, and I did take those characters seriously or whatever, but, like, its overall tone was skewed much more comedic in general, so even though there's more bathos, it's less dissonant yeah. than, than what happened. And, and, and I think this rolls into my, my next thing, right? Like, Thor Ragnarok was, you know, um, was uh, Taiki Watiti, right? Like, it was, it was, it was yeah. Marvel does a Taiki Watiti movie, whereas this is, like, Marvel does a Wuja movie, um, and Wuja mm-hmm. does not it's not generally light in, in in a lot of ways you know there's some a couple of notable notable exceptions but those are like humor movies and this was not that um yep yeah i also just think that some of the jokes were insanely poorly placed yes. i was just like completely baffled i was like was, why on earth are we interrupting this thing for a dumb like bit i want to die but yeah. you know hey that's just me i guess um but i, I think i'd agree with you i think that uh, i think the action was pretty good um i was not impressed with uh, either Simu Liu or uh, Aquafina as actors in this movie, um, uh, but I was impressed with uh, I don't know the actor's name, but the the guy who played the, the father. Yeah, um, he was great. Everybody yeah. else sucked. I thought actually the sister was okay, but uh, yeah, um, the rest of the main cast I I didn't enjoy. Um, uh, but yeah, so that would be my my, my kind of initial thoughts. Zhao, what, what are your initial thoughts? I thought it was good um i i mean like so it before this one the last movie i'd seen that was a marvel movie was um was it black widow and i thought that one was just like extremely i i thought that was like i don't know that was very average for a marvel movie and it just started i would understand like you know not liking that one in particular Uh, then again i also enjoyed free guy because i could turn off my brain for that so maybe that's something you couldn't <laughs> i mean do. you know i i didn't love black widow i said black widow was the top it's like the top end of like the average mediocre forgettable marvel movies right well you know? so so for me i think that like uh shang chi was just um it, it was different than most other marvel movies i think i like the ones that are like uh more out there um so mm. i do like thor ragnarok uh i this obviously has way less bathos than thor ragnarok because the entirety of thor like that movie ends with like an extreme anti-climax that it you know like spoils that trailer i think this one was fine i don't think like yes there was the kind of marvel humor that buddy doesn't like uh extremely <laughs> so in at least like a couple of scenes um but i think overall like i think uh they, they kind of separated out where like they treated the parts that you know were like mostly the interaction between like Shang Chi and like uh, the dad character uh, was this, what did they make him not Fu Manchu uh, Wen Wu yeah I mean the, um, yeah, Wen Wu yeah so so I think they treated those parts uh, pretty seriously and then like the rest of the movie it's like I could like you know if it's bad it's bad but most of it I think was generally good yeah um, I do I do want to clarify like that there is a there's a difference you know like there are some movies that I like more than they are good and some movies that I think are bad more than i hate them or whatever right like you know certain movies i just i don't like them because they really they grind my gears even if i think it's overall a pretty good film it's just the kind of thing that really pisses me off or whatever that is not what's going on in shang chi i actually thought it might be at, at first um 
because I was just like, God, Aquafina is just going to ruin this fucking movie for me. I had that, I had that thought, <laughs> right? Um, but I eventually sort of realized that I think the problems were a little bit more deeper and on like a structural level when it comes to like Shang-Chi's char- character and like the character arcs and the way that the film delivered its exposition and advanced the plot. I thought that stuff, which is normally pretty clean from a Marvel movie, I thought that stuff was a little bit messy, which we have seen before, right? Like I, I, there's the same kind of problem with Captain Marvel, right? She just doesn't have an arc. And I don't think Shang-Chi does either, uh, which is like, that's to me, that's a real core issue that makes a, that makes a bad movie. Right. All right. So yeah, I disagree. I think that he does have an arc. We um, can do we, Yeah. We can talk about this. Specifically uh, this, say, this sounds like we sure. should roll into, into the, into the spoiler part, but it's kind of like a bottom line. I give a, uh, a, a soft recommend, like for comparison, I say, I like this movie a lot better than Black Widow. Uh, how about you guys? Wow. Definitely like it worse than Black Widow. I think it's a... I would not recommend Shang-Chi, I guess. Or I, if if I if I would, with the heavy caveat of like, the action is fun and there's 20 minutes of it, you know? So try and find it on YouTube or something. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend it. Uh, it's basically like whether I would watch the movie again. And there's there's like a decent number of like Marvel movies I would just never recommend watching again. Um, and they range from like, you know, around Captain Marvel to like Thor's one and two, um, which, why were they made? Um, but then some <laughs> I would just be willing to, you know, I, this one I would be like, do you want to watch it again? Like, yeah, sure. I think that the action is good. I think that the the, the core plot element is something that's, uh, that was not so much hard to nail, but it was well executed. And then uh, unlike in Black Widow, which I can contrast later, but like, I think that, you know, there there is a, a plot that is interesting uh, among the many plots some of which don't go anywhere um, but i think it's worth watching just like as a rewatch i mean i think that might be part of my issue right like there's the, like plots that don't go anywhere might be kind of part of my frustration because really what i was trying to grab onto at first i felt like this i i was uh, with the r- movie real quick let me sure. let me give this let's just go warning. into spoilers yeah here's oh yeah, 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 yeah here's yeah. a spoiler warning if you haven't seen the movie and you'd like to see the movie without being spoiled Hold off on watching the rest of this cast. Go catch it on YouTube or on uh, or on the podcast format. All right, buddy, what were you saying? Okay, so like the I I this was not something that lost me immediately, right? Like I was pretty on board. I thought the first fight was fun. I actually really liked the whole setup, right? Like with his sort of um, you know freewheeling. I'm having fun valet life in San Francisco. All of that I was I was absolutely on board for. I was like, okay, cool. This is a this is a pretty sweet premise, right? And then it starts to go downhill when he flies to Macau to go see his sister. And then it just like kind of deteriorates over time from there. Right. Um, Including, you know, like I said, I think the, I think the best action is that first bus fight scene. I think that that's the one that's most dynamic. It's the one that's the most fun and interesting and kind of has, um, you know, like stakes and uh, uh, I don't know, just like, I think, I think that scenario, whoever was in the room pitching, right? Like, Oh, they're on this bus and there's this guy and he's cutting the bus up with his, lightsaber hand it's not a lightsaber but it cuts through everything like a lightsaber you know like all that like i think that 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 was great right and it just kind of slowly kind of like each each additional one is just a little less cool than the one that preceded it right um and eventually you just kind of get to this point of um where it just feels like the whole movie has unraveled by the ending and i'm just completely lost right um i think part of this is also just on they brought aqua i was like Aquafina is the perfect kind of character to leave in the first act, right? You know, she is the representation of Shang-Chi's 
whatever freewheeling lifestyle and he is going to return to her at the end of the movie and tell her about his crazy fucking adventures or whatever sure but just like the fact that she was tagging along at every step of the way making these incredibly just like oh my god i was i wanted to die <laughs> it was terrible right um but I think that um, I think that a big part of that is also just that, like, even though Shang-Chi himself has a really solid kind of premise as a character, he doesn't go anywhere interesting. He doesn't change over the course of the movie in a way that I felt was uh, compelling or interesting or even just kind of like, you know, like, I mean, I'm going to make a zillion comparisons to Aquaman, so let's just start now, right? Like, one of the things I've said about Aquaman in the past is that it's a very simple story, right? Like, we've we've seen that story a gazillion times. It's the King Arthur story, right? And it, it has existed since, you know, the medieval era or whatever. Um, I don't think you need to do anything incredibly complex or nuanced with Shang-Chi. You can just tell a, you know, a pretty basic Saturday morning cartoon version of the superhero story, and I would be okay with it. But that just wasn't there, and it seems like the the place where he was and the stuff that he pays off at the end of the movie has absolutely nothing to do with his actions and decisions at the beginning of the movie, which doesn't create a character arc, right? So I guess that's my like that's my like core foundational, you know, opinion about about Shang Chi. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, I think that. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go first. I think that so where I see the arc is, I think the difficulty here is that a lot of the arc was done. Not when you saw Shang-Chi as Simu Liu, but when you saw like the younger versions in the flashbacks. And I know that, you know, in the group chat we discussed, like, you know, but he does not like the flashbacks. Yeah, I have um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll we'll talk about the flashbacks, but, I'm sure. But I think the flashbacks like do two very clear stories, right? They establish like Wenbu's story of, you know, being like, I guess like a guy who who attacks a fort in the desert, and I'm not sure why. Uh, to being like, oh no, I have met this nice woman, and then giving that up, and then you know, eventually she gets killed, and then that leads him to like returning to just being like a bad guy again. And then similarly for I think like uh, Shang Chi's character, it shows you know like from the start where you know he's just like an innocent kid who is traumatized by his mom's death, and then you know he's taken uh, with his father to you know like take revenge, and he decides that that's what he wants to do, uh, and then I think there's that ultimate conversation um before they try to go into the his mother's village where he mentions that he had done it and then he realized that you know uh he felt bad about it and so that's where his character arc is there and then with regards to his actual village i think part of it was like one finding like uh, a connection to his mom again because he explicitly asked michelle yule's character for the um learning how to be like fight like his mom and that pays off at the fight with his dad because he uses both that power and what his dad had taught him to like unite that into becoming like better and then being able to take the rings more or less uh and then that's also when the dad's character arc closes because he is like you know through this entire uh thing blinded by like wanting to get his wife back and then at the last moment saves his uh, son. So I think that like there's a clear arc between those two characters. Uh, like I don't really care if Ar- Aquafina is like in it or not. I don't see like why. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't know why I'm so pissed at her her like being there. Like I I, 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 I guess that's just like a style her. that he doesn't like. Uh, but like I don't know. Like I think most I think of I everything else is fine. Steve Urkeling. I said she was Steve Urkeling the entire time, which is just this like. I don't know. So this is very like mugging for the camera, right? Like over the top. Ah. Yeah, but I think I think it was fine because so Steve Urkeling also requires like the uh like the did I do that kind of component to it, right? Like if if she was like 
actively and deliberately like fucking things up i could understand being like you know mad at that character um i'm trying to think of a character that would be similar and i i don't know because like i think you're gonna have like a comedy character you know like you can have a character that is that is comedic and fun or whatever but they just have to you know this is sort of like the um marcy from the thor movies you know she's in thor 2 and it's the same it's the same kind of thing right like she's only in there to do comedy and she's constantly around like butting into the drama and just like i that stuff is always gonna is always gonna sort of like grate on me and i think there might just be something about like the brand of humor that aquafina herself is like maybe it's just like that loud obnoxious something is also a piece of the puzzle but i don't know that's like that's like its own thing. My thing with the flashbacks is that like, I don't think you can tell a character arc in a flashback, right? I think a flashback can be a useful tool in an ongoing character arc in the sense of the story, right? But if I think of, for instance, um, Star Wars, right? Anakin doesn't have a character arc in the original trilogy, right? His character arc all happens in the backstory, right? And he is Darth Vader, and Darth Vader has a character arc. But, like, the the arc that we see in the prequels only happens in the prequels while we are watching the prequels, if that makes sense, even though it is part of the backstory that we get told in the original trilogy. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, don't, because... know, I don't know if I agree with that, right? Because, like, like, Vader arcs across all six movies, right? Like, and it's told so, backwards. Okay, yeah, so I want to just draw a distinction. When I say Anakin, I mean literally Anakin, right? Okay. Like, there's a, a dividing line between three and four where he stops being yeah, sure. Anakin, becomes Darth Vader, right? Darth Vader has an arc over the course of the original trilogy that is playing out in real time, right? But we learn Anakin's backstory, right, where he was a Jedi and he's seduced by the dark side and, you know, he kills himself or whatever obi-wan says that that is a character arc that is being described to us as a part of his backstory right i don't think not in flashbacks but it's described to us as part of his backstory that's not a character arc that plays out on screen and it doesn't count in the way that shang chi no 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 that's very so i can understand for like the first of the star wars movies where the arc doesn't get played out right because like it's a child actor um who you know you really can't do much when it's just like yeah. here's here's the movie where you discover Anakin, but I think in episodes two and three it definitely plays out actually on screen. No, right? that that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if if I'm looking at episodes four, five, and six, right, and I hear the backstory, Anakin Skywalker, you know, was a Jedi, but he turned to the dark side. That describes a character arc. A character arc was with the light side, and then he betrayed them, right, in the backstory. That's not a character arc that plays out on screen. And so it doesn't like count towards being a character arc in so the same the way that I don't think that do play out on screen. Beats. That's the thing, yeah, right? I, I, I so, think, so, so, so there like, are small parts that don't, but like flashbacks are literally like you know, they I, film I, I, I agree with Zell on this one, right? Because like you're right about Vader, right? Like we're just told that he used to be a good guy, right? Sure. Like Ben just says that to us, but like the, the flashbacks actually happen, right? Like you see child Shang Chi um, train. We see him like we see him lose his mother, right? We we, we see all of that and like. And that's like his character is like at a certain point in the in in the like he still he still goes through like the arc from like accepting you know from being like recalcitrant to like accepting who he is and like you know ultimately kind of accepting that he that, you know he's a sum of his parents but he's not beholden to them and he's not necessarily beholden to the entirety of his past or whatever which is like I think roughly what his 
What is, what is arc? Is that, yeah, is it... I think the best. I think the best arc you can make at like the Steel Man case for Shang Chi's character arc is that he was reclusive, and now he is participating in you know this world and his destiny and all this other sort of stuff, right? So I, I think that that's pretty weak overall, right? Like, no, the, I don't the think part... that's the. Because because the Steel Man case is you include the flashbacks as part of his character arc. No, no, I, well, so, I, I don't think, I, I don't I think, think he I, changes though. I don't think the flashbacks change his character. Fundamentally, the person he is on the bus is more or less the exact same as the person he is in the village. I think right? this is this is dependent on what you qualify as the plot of the movie, right? Because you're considering the the flashbacks to be not part of the plot, but given that like how far back like at the intro of the movie starts with like the dad character. I think like with Wen Wu, I think it's like pretty clear that like the flashbacks are like, it's just a plot told non-linearly. Right. So like, it's not as if the flashbacks are not part of his arc because the character's arc starts more or less, um, you know, and the first time you're actually introduced to Shang-Chi is when he was a kid, right? Like when he was introduced as a kid, because it goes from like his mom telling that story, you see him as a kid and then it cuts to the modern day. Um, and then it like you know it will alternate between those uh like him being like in the modern day and then his explaining it but also it's being shown not as like him just talking but also with what actually happened right so i think his character starts essentially in the bus right or before the bus right the the start of shang chi's character for the over the course of the movie starts in san francisco he is a valet right i think that's and then, so and then he ends, you know, wearing the dragon scale and riding this dragon and fighting his dad and all this other sort of stuff, right? Which is why I think that the best the best character arc case you can make is that this is someone who is disengaged from the world who has then become engaged by it. But I think that th even that as his arc, that's an arc that takes place over the course of a single scene because by the time he's on the bus, he's already willing to jump on a plane to fucking Macau, right? Like he has no – that, that recalcitrance to – be to, to getting involved in all of this fades away immediately and he just immediately is a part of the action right which on one so, hand so i i think i think the piece that you're missing here buddy is it's not necessarily his recalcitrance to engage with anything it's his recalcitrance to like in, embrace who he is right like it's supposed to be personal and you know i will agree with you insofar as like i think the arc conceptually is fine but i don't think it's very well executed right like i think he doesn't have enough time to like fully develop all of this. I think mm. I think Wen Wu gets a much better character. Like I think Wen Wu's arc is much better and much better serviced by the plot. Um, well, I would also argue that Wen Wu's arc is not an arc. Wen Wu's arc is also told in the backstory. Like it's, it's, I think he's a really compelling screen, character. Right? What, what do you really count as the backstory? That's the thing. Because the movie starts with Wen Wu as like well, when he originally gets the rings, right? Like, to Zhao's point, if we took all the scenes in this movie and put them in chronological order, right, with that, some, like, that, like, you would have an arc for Wen Wu, right? Like, does it, does it not count because, like, it's, it's rearranged slightly? Yeah, well, yeah, actually. I mean, that's, that's my philosophy, <laughs> yeah. Well, be, the start of the movie, Wen Wu is dedicated to finding the village, opening the gate. The end of the movie, that's exactly what he's dedicated to until literally his dying breath, right? I mean, there is backstory to explain how he got to that point. And I think that backstory is really interesting and it, that makes him a compelling character. So, I'm definitely on board for all of that piece of it, right? But that is not a character arc playing out in front of my eyes. That is no, me I, I learning information about his backstory. You don't, you don't know about flashbacks. the village thing until about, but, like, but, the midpoint of the movie, right? Like, you don't know about sure. it. 
Like No, sure. And that's what I mean, right? Like that is a flashback that explains the motivation of his character, right? But his character, which starts by sending assassins after his son on a bus in San Francisco. No, that... his character starts by attacking like a fort in like ancient China with his rings I think it's to demonstrate like who he is as a character. I, so I think that's expositional. Like that, like that's oh. not part of What does the... that mean? It's just like not part of the the active plot of the story of Shang-Chi, which is about his dad trying to open this gate with like the great devourer or whatever on the other side. Right. You know, like that stuff is, there's a lot of other stuff that's there. That's not a part of that. And that's, that's backstory. It's all exposition. You have to learn that stuff in order to understand like the core conflict at play. But the core conflict of this story is Shang-Chi has to stop his dad from opening that, that fucking gate. Right. I mean, so then are you saying like, let's go back to your favorite movie, man of steel. Does it not start until Zod shows up? Like the rest of that before that is just expositional plot. Because none uh, of that, because like sequentially, it's about the same, right? Because it's it's essentially like more or less explanatory flashbacks, uh, or just like here's established backstory for expositional backstory for uh, Clark Kent. Uh, so I don't understand, like like what makes that different than this? No, I, so actually that is pretty similar. The, so there's a couple of things. One, Man of Steel exists. Like so, a lot of a lot of superhero origin movies will do this, right? Where the inciting incident actually takes quite a while. You know, most most movies is going to happen in the first ten or fifteen minutes, right? But there are some movies where it'll take quite a while for that inciting incident to show up. And for Man of Steel, the inciting incident is like technically, you know, uh, Jor El sending Clark and then and and that stuff. But like really, the the plot ramps up at that midpoint when Zod shows up. And the thing that carries it through that middle part is that the character who gets an arc is Lois, not Clark, right? Lois is the one who is learning about Clark, and he changes her mind about him and his mission, right? And this is a, this is kind of in the beginning of the second act of that movie, right? And he changes her mind about that mission, and then Zod shows up, and you kind of catapult into that, that story from there. Where, whereas with Shang-Chi, there is no other character who gets an arc besides Aquafina. And her arc is completely unrelated to any of this. Also, story. her arc is backwards. Like, like she, wait, like, what is her like? So, like, she very clearly has like a skill that she can hone, which is driving, which she uses very effectively in the bus scene oh. and in the forest scene. And then they like give her a bow and be like, "Do archery," and it's stupid. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> You're actually really right about that. I didn't even notice that, but that's one hundred percent true. Actually, wow. What, um, what Mango really wanted was uh, a Fast and the Furious style ending where uh, <laughs> Aquafina's character that, drives that, a car that, into the dragon. Like, the the obvious way to do this is like she tries with like like is is something like you know she picks up the bow. She, she because, drives like, another dragon into no, the first dragon. But like she picks up the bow because she wants to contribute. But it's like her trying something new and it doesn't quite work. And like then like her big moment isn't her shooting the dragon; it's her doing something with the car. Right, because that's what she's. Oh, it's at. her getting in one of the cars and being like, "Yeah, actually, mm -hmm, yeah, I, I think that's very real." Uh, you're correct. Um, but like, it, it, I mean, that's just a single thing that, that there's, there's a little yeah. bunch of little things that annoy me about this movie that again I think get into nitpicky bullshit territory. Um, but I do want to come back to this 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 kind of out of order thing just for a minute because like sure. the thing that pops into my head is like you know this by counterexample. Any movie that starts in media res, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, let's take the very cheesy example of like the '90s movie where, like, you know, starts in media res, freeze frame. I bet you want, you know, like Sonic, right? <laughs> like, that's the easy one, right? Like, does like 
any movie that starts like that not have an arc because like it technically starts like like t- ten you know ten minutes before the end of the movie. No, I so I wouldn't say so, right? But it's it's about like where the bulk of the you know like where the bulk of the narrative is taking place, right? Sonic the that freeze frame happens right at the beginning, and that's just like a teaser. That just kind of like wets sure. your beak a little, right? And then it proceeds pretty linearly from that point, right? Or another version of this might be like Batman Begins is also pretty um uh a, a, like a, a a similar movie with a bunch of flashbacks in between those flashbacks you start with bruce wayne as batman and then you kind of go back and you watch his training play out and the training is told more or less linearly right straight from one end to the other and so there the the way that i feel like it works when it comes to um is it's just kind of about like where am I where am I spending my time? And by the way, I also think that you can do the version of the things where like you are learning information through flashback. The example I gave here was Black Panther, though I might be misremembering. We talked about this in the group chat. Maybe there was I thought there was a second flashback to the Oakland house or whatever. But so I think in Black that was, Panther, the thing there is start it had it had extra it wasn't a, it wasn't a true flashback, right? It was somebody that else. That was I think him taking the like Killmonger taking the heart. Okay, yeah, you might herb, be, and then yeah, okay. going back so, to that as like a scene. The, the so in the story of Black Panther, right? It starts in Oakland, and then eventually later in the movie, we revisit that Oakland scene where they are where they are in Oakland, and T'Challa learns more about that interaction that fuels his character development. Right? It changes the way that he is going to act and behave because he learns some new information and that causes him i mean that that's a story about synthesis right like his dad is thesis killmonger is antithesis and he has to kind of make a synthesis out of them he has to combine pieces of both of their view to make like the better version um and that's the moment that he realizes actually i shouldn't be defending my dad because he made a poor decision leaving you know little baby cousin killmonger in the streets of oakland california instead of welcoming him into the family like you he should have done right that is a that is a piece of a flashback that's a piece of a character arc i also don't think that every flashback has to be a piece of a character arc right there's a bunch of flashbacks in a ton of movies that are just there to explain a little aspect of the backstory and that's totally that's totally fine my thing with shang chi is that there are constant flashbacks it is like it's like every couple of scenes there is another flashback to this to this thing which is explaining way more exposition and i'd like the, and because nothing none of those things are interacting with the current character arc right in the current timeline of the story that we're watching it just felt like it was pulling it was dragging the like the narrative down because nothing was actually changing based on the like the flashbacks themselves does that make sense oh. I don't think they necessarily didn't change, right? Like, I think the, like the the starting scene, if you call that like a flashback, more or less, like that establishes both Wenbu as a character and, uh, I guess, like the mom as a character a little bit. I think the the three major flashback sequences, uh, three or four. So one flashback sequence was uh, kid Shang Chi uh, training to like by like punching like a wooden pole and then mm-hmm. being better than the assassin. Uh, so that establishes where he, where he can do that stuff. Uh, then there's a, a related one, I think once they get to the sister's place, where uh, that flashback establishes why her sister can also, you know, like, I, I think her sister beats, the, beats him in, like, a fight, right? And then the other two are just how the mom dies, which also has a small other flashback about, you know, 
right after the death, what did the dad do? And I think they were just placed sequentially next to it, like major parts for the different like characters, right? Like because like the what the dad did after seeing um, the mom die was like right after, uh, you know, he had explained that he's going to the village to try to open it up for uh, for the plot. And then the last thing that you're introduced to as a flashback is basically seeing uh, Shang-Chi as like a teenager go off and then immediately cutting to Shang-Chi as an adult, explaining that he had like done the thing, um, but was not proud of what he had done. So right. I don't so, think- so I think the the operative word in all of those is why, right? This is explaining why X, Y, and Z, you know, things happen, right? That's the expositional part of it. They're explaining Shang-Chi's backstory, Wen, what's her name? The sister's backstory, you know, Wen Wu's backstory. They're explaining all of these people's backstory and explaining kind of how we got to the plot that we got here. But the plot that we got here is told pretty linearly and there's not a lot of change or growth over the course of it outside of aquafina and shang chi's kind of muddled arc like frankly a version of things that i would have been very interested to see is a version of things that is told straight like straight to forward right i think it is kind of interesting that there is a you know that, that there is that story of shang chi where he is a you know like he is a, a kid and he's training and he has to go on this mission and he does go and do an evil thing. He commits this murder and that's the catalyst for him sort of withdrawing from the world. And he needs to take responsibility for that action and put a stop to his fight. Like that's a complete character arc, right? But you can't do that with these weird flashbacks and you can't do it with like the main event of that, him killing a guy. It doesn't even happen on screen, right? Like it happens completely off camera. Right. Uh, I think that's like my core frustration. I guess is I don't know, yeah. I mean, but in that case, even if that had happened on screen, right? Like, um, what what would have been different than just him saying he was like ashamed? Like he, you see, like teenage Shang Chi, like dipity stab somebody and then just like look upset and then like run away and hide. That's well, I mean, I do think he needs. Then to you would still need to co- explain that, right? Well, like the well, no, I, have- I agree. I think he needs to suffer some real. Co- like this is something that uh, that Aquaman does, right? He in the very beginning of the movie, he. He inadvertently kills Black Manta's dad in a really convoluted way. We've talked about that, right? But at the end of the day, he essentially kills Black Manta's dad, and then Black Manta swears this, you know, death wish, this like vendetta against him, right? And attack, and they, and he attacks him in Italy and almost kills him and Mira, right? And that's the thing that causes Arthur to realize, holy shit, I need to take some responsibility for my actions here, right? Like I'm. I'm I'm be I'm not taking that responsibility and it almost led to a bunch of people getting hurt when the, a bunch of innocent people getting hurt and that's bad right and well, then he goes and he visits his mom and he accepts his destiny as the fucking king and all this so other stuff why... right? he suffers some real consequences from his poor decision whereas Shang-Chi in this movie really doesn't you know well, I, I, mean, I was why... I was expecting the person he killed to have been Aquafina's granddad um sure oh. That like, actually like, was like, that's oh, like yes. set up, but like it didn't happen. Right. So like, and that could have, yeah. been I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think that part of that was very lazy in general, right? Like the iron gang, um, just showing up completely out of nowhere, killing the mom or whatever. Like I, that stuff is bad and it's bad in a very direct way, but it's like, it's not it, interestingly it makes bad. Sense. It's, it's just, just like, it didn't have enough time to like be as like, this should have happened over a couple of movies maybe. Right. Like we, we talked, yeah. like we talked about in the group chat, right? Like when Wu has the Darth Vader arc, in one like all six 
movies worth of, Dar- of Anakin and Darth <laughs> Vader in one movie. And, yeah. and you know, and Shang-Chi doesn't yeah. have the chance to do, like, his Luke thing, essentially. And I, and I love that backstory for him. And that actor is great. He really sells it. I mean, part of my, uh, you know, I also think the acting is pretty poor in this overall. Um, especially because I think Simu Liu himself is just a very sitcom actor and didn't graduate to... Very stock photo acting. actor. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he does this thing of... I, I don't even know how to describe it like really accurately i guess there's just this like there's this feeling of he's telling a joke that is a sitcom joke and if if shang chi was a sitcom it would have been perfectly fine right he just has a one-liner and you kind of like move on but those things really like clawed at my i was like mm. like it, the, the the place where it really came out was in his dinner their double date dinner the very first one right where they're like you could, I just, it just really felt like I was watching a bit in a sitcom, but it was a Marvel movie. And those two things, you know, butted against each other. I also think Aquafina has this, this same problem. So they were kind of ricocheting off one another, but he did not graduate to the big screen in the way that other, you know, other actors did. I don't know. I don't, I, I actually can't remember any jokes that Simu actually told during the entirety of the movie. So I'm not sure. Like most of the interruptions, the the one that I think you hated the most is probably the the air airplane scene with like the yep, beef that was and the, the worst one. That but that the... one wasn't him, right? That was like he was playing the straight man in that particular scenario. And then the other one that I think you probably disliked, uh, which I thought was actually fine because it played both into Ben Kingsley's character and also you know like whatever it's like an adorable CGI like mythical creature. The one where um in the middle of the fight like uh what's what's his name Morris like the oh yeah the... he comes over and Ben Kingsley is is like playing, playing, playing dead. dead like yeah, otherwise i like, think all of this stuff with ben kingsley was bad and i would want to cut it i it didn't I, feel you, just I, I i have a big problem with justification i guess in this in this which is um ben kingsley and morris feels like c3po and r2d2 to me so i think it's it's kind of forgivable right like because like they're mostly segregated from from the plot in a lot of ways right like, yeah they they basically like i think that was included mostly because they needed to tie up loose ends from iron man 3 which you know was a movie that probably shouldn't have been made yeah, um, see, why did they i that i didn't think was real i was like why is he in this like he is, is in this because, because he, they he used the name they had he, the whole thing that referenced it and i was like okay that's fine sure you explain in the backstory why some american businessman appropriates the 10 rings name for his terrorist cell sure that was there's all the actually a one shot that does also explain this a little more but i don't expect anyone to have seen it i only saw it after oh, really? i saw this movie yeah it's on disney plus if you want to watch it it's called all, <laughs> all hail the king it's like 10 minutes it's actually not bad okay. um but yeah so like i think it was just like they had to tie up this plot uh that particular Why? plot I I I don't because I don't know Kevin Feige cares about up. consistency, right? Like, what was untied about that plot? You could just say it, right? Like you, you know, yeah. Like, and I, and it's so weird that they get locked in a cell in a prison, but they just walked around the corner, and Ben Kingsley is there, and they have this whole conversation with him, and he doesn't seem to be a prisoner. He says he's performing for them like a court jester, and I was just like. What the fuck? I mean, but he's clearly like a prisoner, right? Like, even if he's like a jester, right? Like, I don't know. Like, first that, of all, jesters are like. The whole section was, I felt incredibly confused. I think it's also fine because it, it was like a convenient justification for them to find a way into the village with like the, with I, Morris. Um, and then after that, like, Ben Kingsley is basically not heard from again except for like that one comedic scene, right? So I think it's, yeah. 
it, it's like whatever like it's yeah i think i, I think ben, I, I am ben amused kingsley by ben is, kingsley's a character i think i think ben kingsley character is is more um is more forgivable to me than aquafina's because he is so divorced from anything right like he they don't try an arc you know his character right like he just like does yep. the he does acting and that's the joke and that's basically it and like even if it is ultimately severable i don't think that's a problem right like he just kind of like is yeah that that's a problem of magnitude right like aquafina is intimately involved in all of the drama of over the course of the the movie and i don't think that she earns that spot as, as like as a character Ben Kingsley is there, but he's not really like an integral part of this. I'm okay in the middle of a big battle scene cutting to a to a smaller thing happening that's like, you know, funny or a little bit lighthearted. That's perfectly reasonable in the C3PO R2D2 sense, right? You know, sure, I'm on board. That's fine. Not a huge deal. Um, but uh Aquafina, you know, I don't know, she's just this like she's just this like hanging loose ended that is constantly there. I don't know. I I guess I'd like the version i like aquafina a little bit more after hearing mango say that her character arc plays out backwards because she has the driving the bus and the driving the car thing because i didn't really put piece that together in my head and i do sort of like that as as a moment even if it is backwards right like fundamentally um and kind of un unsupported by like i don't know why that makes you like her more uh, but <laughs> I, at least it, it just gives her more of a purpose to be in these scenes right like which which is sort of my problem you know, you know what? Like, I, I don't want to watch a marvel movie where steve urkel keeps butting in right so like, I, I i think the real thing here is i think aquafina is there weirdly like they they, they did shang chi is kind of like an, an an asian american thing right like that's part of this movie right and aquafina is the abc right like that that, that that seems like what, what they were going for and it feels weirdly shoehorned it feels it feels weird i mean like, like they had to have that character sorry what is an abc Am american, born chinese? american born chinese but also okay. like the other thing with her character isn't just that she plays that role but like she's supposed to be like the um i guess she's supposed to be like you know like a lot of these movies will have a character that exists basically to be like oh wow i'm a regular person uh, and look at all these crazy things that are happening with me, right? Because you can't have that be Shang-Chi because he's also, like, he, he suddenly starts, like, performing extreme martial arts. So he's not going to be, like, the every, uh, like the everyman character, essentially, that you have, right? And, like, other movies have that. I, I think... You know, the, other movies do have that, but they kind of earn their spot better, right? Oh, like, you know I would, what? I, Is Aquafina supposed to be the Michael Pena of this movie? Yeah, but Michael Pena is not as no. I agree, but like, is that what she's supposed to be? Right? Like, yeah. I think Michael Pena is relative. I think actually the closer example would be uh, any of the scientists. uh, Actually, Jane Foster, the Jane Foster and Thor is probably the closest one. Sure. See, Jane Foster, I get she she's part of the drama and she's like a like a serious character. She she doesn't really add anything to it as like any like she she is like a net neutral on the plot more or less. Um. Which will be changed, I guess, in the next Marvel movie. But like, I, I think like that's like kind of her role, right? Like to be like kind of like an every person character who has some relation to this, uh, and then can otherwise connect like the audience to like the the uh, relatively crazy thing that's happening around it. So like yeah, you can, I, mean, I, I, I definitely get that, and I think that I actually don't think you need this to be honest. Like I think I don't know. I feel like audiences are fucking smart, yeah. and they don't need some poochie there to fucking like like handhold them through this sort of thing but i feel like the best the best version of aquafina is mj and ned from the spider-man movies 
Right. But I think they are earned in the Spider-Man movies because of the the kind of teen drama angle of the whole thing. Right. Like part of the premise of Spider-Man is also that he's managing his secret identity. It is also that he is, you know, like trying to attend school at the same time. I don't think that's the core part of a Wuja, you know. Yeah. No, I, superhero I, think, I think that's the real problem. Right. Like you know, yeah. if she is like the the if she is like the Michael Pena, right, like Ant-Man is a comedy movie. Like, more so than, like, your typical Marvel movie, right? Like, Spider-Man is also very quippy, and it's a little bit more heroic than that, but it still has comedy roots in it, right? Like, that's, like, that's a lot of Spider-Man. And it just, I, I think you're right. I think Aquafina, Aquafina's character archetype does not work well with what Wuja typically is, or at least, like, how, how it meshes with, with Marvel's particular brand of it, right? Like, this isn't, this isn't um, Kung Fu Hustle. Marvel does Kung <laughs> Fu Hustle. It's Marvel does, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon half, and yep. the other half is, like... Um, you know, whatever from Queens, whatever Aquafina's character yeah. was. And that, that, that yeah, I also weird. have another small thing that I do want to mention as we are, you know, in, in like recording deeper and deeper into all of this, right? Which is that um, uh, I hated how small the ending felt. I had this also, I had the same complaint about uh, Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War as well, where neither, none of these Marvel films have been able to give me the epic scope and uh and like that feel of like i don't know the whole thing taking place with like a couple dozen of these monks on the, like the village or whatever i was just like come on like give me give me the goods go big come on like i i don't know that that part i felt i i was i was weirdly frustrated about yeah uh I, there there were a, a lot of those like there were a lot of little things i think with this movie right like yeah um you know, we did get my 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 uh my my favorite kind of like you know uh, we might be evil gangsters but at least we're humans right like <laughs> this type of moment. Um, uh, the, uh. Thing, the thing that really annoyed me though about this is this you might think this is nitpicky bullshit but the start of the fight scene between like the monks and the gangsters is the gangsters pull out crossbows right and like why don't they have guns. Why don't they just like shoot and massacre all of these? Like I had that. Like, I actually had that exact same thought. I was like, what, "What?" I was like, "Is that a fucking crossbow?" Because it was before they lit up with like, and I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever, right?" But I was just like, "Are we really gonna do crossbows?" Right, because because they can't have guns because you can't you can't lose your gun bullets. Like at least you can't do it without like I don't know. A budget. I mean, I they could have easily probably said that Dragon Scale was bulletproof. I think that was less yeah, a I was consideration. Kind of hoping for that. Like, I like I, 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 a little sub thing about yeah, like oh technology and magic. This you was. Know, I, I don't think that was a consideration. I, into, you need to cut to one move riding into the village and being like, "All right, remember, men, Dragon Scale is bulletproof, so you have to use the fucking crossbows or whatever." Right? No, like, I, I think that it just wasn't explained because it's uh, they like every Marvel movie has to be like what PG thirteen or something like that. So they're just like no there guns. Are guns in this movie. Right, like that's how, that's that's that, that doesn't uh, that's how they they fucking like deal with um that's how they take revenge on 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 the wife's uh on the wife's murderers right like no isn't it that's not how that happens does like shank like he has a shotgun no, he's using the the rings no no, no yeah one like just like straight up goes in and punches people to death right, but they oh they, yeah I mean they have guns in that right? scene yes yeah like there it's not like there are not guns in this like universe for whatever mm. reason right like. Yeah. Um. Or like in this thing, right? They're they're a present thing. Just like I don't know. It stuck out to me as being very, 
I think the problem is that it's still a projectile weapon. If you had shown me these like tech ninjas and they're using those hook things or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, dragon scale is bulletproof, so obviously they're not going to. But the fact that they are using a projectile weapon and it's a fucking crossbow, it's a bola crossbow electric thing. And not a, just a, a regular ass gun. I was just like, this is yeah, dumb no, as no, I, I think I think you're right. I think if they hadn't used the bullets, I might not have noticed that they should have had guns. Um. Yeah, because like if it's all you know, if everybody's running into battle and they all have swords, sure, I'm I'm perfectly that's perfectly reasonable, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, or it's at least it's at least like not suspension of disbelief breaking. At least at least to, to, to my level. I was really sad that all of the little monsters didn't get to do their own thing. That that also bothered me. I was like, oh, no, that would have, would have been worse. That, like, that honestly, oh, I don't think worse. so. I think that would have been awesome. That, that see, this is part of what I want, right? Like, this is like the. I think if you had this is seen the Gonzo that, filmmaking that I that I want to go. For. No, so so what would have happened in that is you would have seen like uh, all like the whatever the Morrises were. Uh, I think they're actually uh what are they called i don't know i there's obviously the nine-tailed fox and then there were those phoenixes and there were those like gazelle things or whatever yeah uh but like it would have been like a bunch of morrises like grabbing some like soldiers or like random thing uh whatever the demons were and like dragging them away and you'd be like reminded of the ewok scenes from like (laughs) the jedi I don't so know. I, think, I just feel like I just feel like if you're gonna go if you're gonna go do this like mystical stuff if you're gonna put in the CGI whatever right like I just want to see more from these these creatures I just want I just want more like imagination on screen is what is what it really I'm I'm describing I thought the I thought the use of like the CGI with like the dragons and the demon was fine I think that yeah. was like I feel like it, I think the dragon came out a little too early to be honest I felt um I I I felt like I that should have been a bigger moment in general no i because because um, clearly what they did with the dragon was they have the dragon fighting the mo- demon mirror like the fight between like shang chi and his dad right like that's basically what the character like that was the symbolic big thing representing the small thing no 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 so i th- that part of it i'm okay with it's that he comes out before the big demon comes out right like i think the dragon coming out to eat all the little demons is too early right it should have been the big demon comes out and the dragon come out basically at the same time and that and like that is part of the fight escalating um i even like shang chi doing the the dragon right this is that's very similar to like aquaman riding the kaiju just like that's cool shit i'm on board for the cool shit i guess um but uh i don't know it just came out a little too early i also felt like shang chi and his father should have should have legitimately fought in macau this is this is another plot point that i think was really missing and like i almost sort of felt like it was maybe in the original cut of the film and they got rid of it or something because the transition from that shit in macau to them eating fucking dinner i was just like what is going on this guy just tried to like fucking kill all these people and you're just like sitting down and having rice with him what uh, and, then, and then he puts you in jail for like no reason whatsoever i don't know that all of that i thought was incredibly was expo- weird and unsupported i, I, I think, think i think the, having I think the they don't think it was earned like, sorry Zav. yeah yeah that's really what i mean is that it was, it was not it did not feel earned and i think a version of things where shang chi's fighting the one you know like the painted ninja guy and then his dad shows up and then shang chi fights his dad a little and his dad whoops his ass with the 10 rings and then shang chi wakes up and his dad has healed him or something and he's kind of this hostage prisoner thing 
or whatever. And he's like, what's going on? That would have that would have more accurately put me in that world rather than the dad just shows up and calls all of the ninjas off. And I'm like, dude, this one ninja had a knife for Shang-Chi's eye. Like, I don't know. Well, I think the part you were missing was that he didn't call the ninjas off. He already had uh, Aquafina's character and also uh, the sister, uh, Xu Xiaoling, as like hostages, right? Because he had already beaten them and captured them. So I think at that point, Shang-Chi was like, okay. um, And then there's that line where he's like, I knew they couldn't kill you or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. That one guy got real close. Like, wait, didn't he stop the fight when like Shang-Chi was about to kill the mask guy? Mm hmm. Oh, I, 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 I think I think the important the thing was that it was stopped with uh with the fact that you know uh Wenbu had already like captured both uh Saling and uh okay. Aquafina's character, right? Because that that pretty much clearly establishes like you can keep fighting, but I have your friends as and then that leads to like the hostage kind of feeling where they would go to the dinner and you know, uh one, it's probably because it's their dad, and two, it's also because you know, like they're in this like hostage they they know that they're in that particular kind of hostage situation as it is. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily unearned. Um, I also like the timing for stuff. I think that's that is extremely nitpicky. <laughs> like I feel like that's just like you, it's like if you look at this frame with like <laughs> two hours and 60, 60 seconds. Uh, oh, that doesn't work. Two hours and forty two seconds in, like you see the dragon coming out of it. But then in the next frame, you see that it's a different dragon entirely. No, well, is that, is that it's, that it's, it's just that. Well, the, I mean, like the, sure, the, but like I'm not saying it's the same. Time. But I feel like it's the like timing of like when the big dragon comes up not that big a deal in terms of like it didn't affect anything in terms of the plot i also don't think it made things right, uh, about, substantively about, better or worse yeah that's storytelling uh, i don't know uh, I, I just i think that whole fight would have been more climactic if uh if the you know like the progression if the dragon hadn't already been out for 10 minutes by the time that like because there's the twist in the third act where the big guy gets out or whatever right um I think and the that dad was, dies. That's the, pretty well established. Right? Say, that's not out. really a twist, right? Like that's like that's like the the, the most obvious Chekhov's gun type thing. So right? sure. So in in screenwriting terms, that is the the twist. The third act is all climax, but you all you pretty pretty much always have a thing that happens in the third act that is quote unquote the twist in the third act. I'm not I'm not thought, saying that it is a oh, okay, a twist. Okay. This is just the name of a phenomenon, right? Right. You but, know, so, Superman. Superman shoots the big jet and sucks all the kryptonians in but zod is still there and then he and zod 1v1 that's the twist in the third act right even though we all expect that him and zod are going to 1v1 that kind of thing so what anyway. i will say is i think that the appearance of the dragon uh generally follows the arc of the fight that uh shang has with his dad right because at the start uh he get <laughs> he gets his ass kicked into like the literal yeah. ocean um by his dad and then the the villagers are losing to i guess like both the the Ten Rings people and then eventually like the small demons that come out. And then he utilizes what he's learned from like his aunt. Um, and that kind of pushes the fight a little bit more balanced. And that's when the big dragon comes out and starts eating the tiny demons. And then the dad uh, shows that, no, he, I am stronger than you. And then the big demon comes out and then uh, then ultimately I think it settles. And so I think that like the the timing was explicitly to match um the smaller fight that's going on i think that's fine i think the same thing could have been pulled off but you just you you foreshadow the dragon by a minute or two right shang chi is floating the dragon says something in his brain wakes him up shang chi gets out of the water does whatever right 
and is part of the fighting. And then as the big demon comes up, then Shang-Chi summons the dragon. And now we're doing Dragon Ball Z shit, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's that important either. I think I'm with Sal on this one. I don't think it's, 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 it's the end of the yeah, world. This is, that one, that one's ultimately like yeah. a pretty, you know, that's a pretty minor point. The, the real thing is that I think Shang-Chi and his father should have legitimately fought earlier in the movie. I think I agree with right? you on that one, right? Like, because then you establish a bit, like, you know, you have them fight yeah. and, and, and you know, Shang-Chi puts up a, a, a respectable fight, but, like, ultimately gets his ass beat in, right? And then, like, and then you do, like, the, the you know, this is, like, you know, um... Vader and Luke in Empire, and then, uh, and then you know, end of end of. I was uh, gonna say it is Orm versus Aquaman in Aquaman, oh and then at the end of the movie, he shows up with the kaiju <laughs> and the cool new trident, and he kicks his brother's ass. But yeah, this, this is no, a very common I, I thing, right? Killmonger want, like, and Black the, the, Panther fight, and you know, I still think you want the part where like when we kick Shang Chi into the ocean, right? Like, I still think you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I also liked. I actually wanted more. I mean, maybe the, the trailer sold me on this or whatever. I liked the idea that Shang-Chi was, like, destined to pick up in his father's footsteps and he had to sort of, like, take the rings from his dad or whatever. That was subtext to the fight, which I thought was interesting. And I kind of wish, like, this is part of, like, Shang-Chi has, like, eight arcs, but, like, none of them are culminating correctly. You know, like, a version of things where Shang-Chi is like, okay, in order to stop my dad, I actually have to embrace this thing that he wanted from me, which is to take over the Ten Rings, and I need to take the rings from him or whatever. But he doesn't want to because he views the rings as evil and this corrupting influence or whatever, right? Like, I think that it would – that was cool subtext, and I wish that it was text um, to the the climax of the film and his character and his relationship, you know, like, with his dad. Um, just because – I don't know. I think that's I think that's cool. I also think that that kind of moral complication is not something that we get a you know like this is something that I that that I think is cool about Aquaman, right? Like the fact that he does a legitimately shitty terrible thing and and pays the price for it. The idea that Shang-Chi needs to kind of accept this dark aspect, right? Like of himself and kind of become a little bit of a villain in order to become a real hero. I think that's actually pretty cool like interplay um and so yeah, yeah I, I don't think the film was trying to like give exactly that message i think it was trying to be like you know like just because you take like just because your father is a bad man doesn't mean that everything about him is bad right like i, th yeah. I think that was the ultimate point which is, I think is slightly different than like having to accept a dark part of yourself um because like yeah the, i mean the, that, the was, that was that wants to wants him to like wants him to let go of the part the part of him that like killed someone right like he wants him mm. to like forgive himself for that um, yeah, see, I mean, this is part of what I mean by its model, because the thing that I think of is he talks about like, oh, he's never he hasn't taken the rings off. Right. You know, the thing when Wu puts the rings away and he has this great idyllic life, but he then he takes the rings back and now he's hearing voices from the dark, whatever. So the rings have this inherently evil, you know, like corruptive. It's like the, you know, like the one ring from Lord of the Rings yeah. or whatever. I, I had that sense. And I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting that like Shang-Chi might need to steal this evil artifact from his dad and use that evil artifact in order to accomplish good maybe there's something there but ultimately well he does at the end right because he he takes the rings from his father and then I, like the sure, demon I, so I don't he, think he, he like, punches through with the rings i don't think the evil subtext that i was picking up on is really there or like support yeah, no, right? no, like, I, I, I agree I, with mango that i don't really think he's he's adopting 
an, you know, he is he's making peace with an evil side of himself by taking on these corrupting rings. I think those corrupting lines were just kind of there yeah, and no, I, unsupported I, by any everything else. I, I think that it was like a really bad way to, to like explain it. It's like, oh, the rings are from another realm, which is also where these things were. And, you know, he's had them for 10,000 years, but they didn't try and break out until like the past five, you know, past 15 years because like, there was convenient <laughs> yeah, yeah. plot reasons for Tuesday, it. Tuesday, yeah. three <laughs> days from now, right? <laughs> Oh. Well, didn't they time it with the like a uh, like uh, was it Qingjie, which is like the fest, like more or less like a Chinese festival of the dead, or like the it's like the right. the translation. But they say it happens every year, right? Like they could have said it only happens once every ten thousand years. And that would have made sense, right? Like like where the village opens up to like the like it's the, the convergence or whatever. Yeah, All yeah. the the planets are in alignment or something. Uh, but yeah. One last thing, since we're headed towards the end of time, one thing that I wanted to say is that um, at the very end of the movie, I think this is a post credit scene, right? Like, the sister doesn't have much of an arc, but it's basically kind of like, my dad was sexist and thought women shouldn't do fighting. And then, like, the post credit scene is, like, her training, like, the <laughs> women she was with women. And the thing that immediately popped in my mind was, like, Eric Andre being like, do you think Margaret Thatcher had, like, girl power, right? Like, or whatever, the, you know, it's like, just like... You know, yeah, and, oh, like, an actress or a model, she's like... Yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like it's, it's you know it's like oh you know the the evil the evil like oppressive gang is good now because there are women in it, right? It was just kind of like you know I doubt that that's gonna be like the the message, but that's the way it came across. So like in that end scene, it's like I bust out laughing because you sent me that you actually and I didn't understand the context of it. I was like, you were like Shang-Chi's sister, you know? Did did Margaret Thatcher? utilize girl power when she sent death squads into northern Ireland <laughs> or, whatever, or whatever right like that's the joke and i and i was like what what i don't get this because i hadn't seen the movie yet yeah, yeah. and so as soon as i saw it it fucking clicked for me and i was like oh god you know though honestly the other thing that i was thinking of is i've been watching ted lasso and there's a bit in ted lasso about being a boss ass bitch and i was just like is, the, is she a boss ass bitch you guys uh. <laughs> well, that that might be that uh, might be a good transition. Zao, did you have anything else you want to say about the uh, about the movie before we transition into our weeks? Uh, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it could have probably used more runtime. I feel like it was basically like that's that's a common thing with a lot of Marvel movies. Like they try to do too much and too little for the origin one, at least. Yep. Um, yeah. I actually think this is like a a real problem. Is that they wanted to do a three movie arc, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have like the room to do a three movie arc for a single character that also interweaves with every other fucking thing that's happening in the Marvel Universe, right? Like, well, so the thing is, I think they could do a three movie arc, but it's it's too late in the the sequence. That's what, uh, that's what to I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't think like don't because they tried they tried it with what like Thor, Captain America, and uh, and Iron Man, but like. Captain America is very disjointed. Thor, like, maybe, right? Like, th Thor, like, they start to go for it. He's like, whatever, think... fuck it. And then, like, and Iron Man was just bad, right? Like, uh, uh, Iron Man was a good... Okay, so I will say the origin story for Iron Man was good. I, and they did not nail the landing with no, Iron but, yeah, Man two, 3. Two and three people generally dislike, right? Well, but I the, think so people would look favorably on, you know, Thor Ragnarok and Civil War. I think people are fine with two. I think three is really just the the true one that's like people are like, why is? What this did I have in my? Hold on, I gotta look at my. In the meantime, I will say I will say that for those three trilogies, I think that um, oh. Captain America 
the first one was bad. And I think the second one was good. And I think only once he became like kind of like a character in the Avengers that it was fine. Uh, and then for Thor, uh, literally, I had forgot. <laughs> I had never seen them when they were on theaters. And I only watched them one day when I was just had nothing else to do. And, you know, they weren't even available on any streaming <laughs> service at that time. So it was... It was it was work to be able to watch those movies, and I would not watch them again. And they're yeah, the same I, movie I, twice. Thor, it's really annoying. According, according to my rankings, Thor actually grows over time. So it's Thor, and then Thor two, and then Thor Ragnarok, which I would not have expected because I like the original Thor quite a lot. Um, and then Iron Man two is my favorite of the Iron Man movies. With then it's Iron Man three and the original Iron Man, but that's one where I think the movie itself is good. It just bugs me. Personally. I think I think personally, like what would have been good is if they had established like the they more or less got the form correct with Iron Man as like a as you have no other prior introduction to the character and you just want to introduce a solo uh, Marvel character, but that only really works with a few characters. Like I think Captain Marvel, if it had come out around the same time as Iron Man, like Buddy would have been like, oh yeah, this is great, uh, or at least yeah, not as bad as true. it is. Yeah, because um, it was a different time, right? You know, like I think th this is something that people people forget, but like Iron Man came out the exact same year as The Dark Knight, right? And I just think that the the landscape that we were in at that time was incredibly different. This is part of why I think people didn't connect with Man of Steel, right? Because Man of Steel, if Man of Steel had come out in 2008 in, in, alongside The Dark Knight, I think that would have worked better because that kind of fit the overall tone of the zeitgeist. But Marvel movies in those five years between 2008 and 2013 pushed the tone kind of in a funnier, more comedy direction. And... um. And that means that, right, like these very sincere, pretty serious movies like A Man of Steel are going to just kind of hit in a different way than they would. And I, I think, think that actually think kind of culminated and, and well, it comes back. I, well, I, I will say it speaks to like the, 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 the whole culture, like the, like the entirety of the zeitgeist, right? I think we were moving towards yeah. like the like, like aughts edginess to like, you know, tens like post irony, like which I think the Marvel stuff fits in with. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think that people – here's a crazy one. I think that people might have been better with Spider-Man 3 like 10 years later, right? Because I think the 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 dance scene that everybody memes on, which at the time was this huge – everyone hated the scene, right? But the thing that they hated about it is like they were in this kind of weirdly defensive place about it. Like we were still trying to prove that comic book movies were cool, right? And so an intensely uncool scene in that movie – and I would say that move that scene is designed to be uncool, right? Like Spider-Man thinks he's being cool, but he's a, he's a fucking loser, right? Um we just hadn't gotten to a point where like we could accept that kind of joke essentially in one of these movies. And so it's like lambasted. And I think to this day, right. We remember that scene as a garbage, you know, like it's like a terrible thing when really it's just about where the culture was at the time when it came out. I will say looking, looking at the actual timelines of like when films came out um, past like the big three of Iron Man, Captain America and Thor, the the introductions they had for characters were Guardians, which was very standalone and like both like literally and like I, figuratively like within the context of Marvel was far away from everyone else, so they could do mm -hmm. the introduction. Then there was Ant Man, which um, I think there. <laughs> I I still don't remember why they added that scene where Falcon 
like fights that fights ant-man for any other reason other than just to tie it in but that was that was the thing that made edgar wright quit right he didn't want to do that he didn't want to do that tie-in he yeah thought it was lame okay and then the other ones uh that they had true intros were probably dr strange which was also like meta like pretty far away from everything else in terms of like sorcery versus like everything else that existed and, and then after that like the introductions i think what works for the introduction movies is that if they're if the character is far enough away from uh, any other established character, then it works. Um, and if they're not that far away, um, I, and sometimes it's been helped because like with Black Panther, I think that was immensely helped by the character having already been introduced within Civil War um, two years earlier, um, which I think probably would have helped. And it's Spider-Man's uh, standalone movies, obviously the same reason. I think this would have been helped by that, but I just don't think there was anything within... Uh, what they had prior um, that would have yeah. made Ant- this make any sense. I think yep. I think Ant Man should have shown up in the in, in the bus scene in this movie, but that's just because I yeah, he's just he is just I, sitting there on the bus. How, how do you not do it? Yeah, yeah, they're both in San Francisco. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I still felt like this is you know he's gonna show he's gonna be the one that like stops like the ultimate crash from happening, right? He's gonna like our hands gonna come down or something, and it didn't. I was very very sad. I, I don't think it works quite the same. I think the character you're introducing in this movie has to be introduced in a prior movie to get that boost. But I also don't think there's anything like I just can't imagine like, you know, two years ago, like they just have or three years ago at this point, they just have like Shang-Chi show up as like someone in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Although that was, apparently really, Slusa really... found. Go on. Sorry. 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 They, Slusa found that I think the, the guy who does the the live streaming from the bus was apparently also within uh spider-man homecoming i think or something like that it's just like a random dude on the street okay. uh so that's the connection that guy moved to san francisco and live streamed stuff for a living it would I be guess. crazy if Simulu was just like like a person on the pier during ant-man right like um yeah but uh i think i think this movie could have used uh more more like actual runtime um or as two separate movies but i think that like just work. within the constraints of the MCU, you you have some constraints, right? It has to have that kind of humor that Buddy dislikes. It has to have a clear kind of like uh, plot, uh, and like you have to have something uh, that basically more or less ties it in through like the post credit scenes and stuff like that. I will say, I think that this one is better than a lot of the other ones, just because I think the even though Buddy disagrees on the arc, I think that the arc was better. And I also think that the villain was better. I think that's definitely something that um, Marvel yeah, movies have like... a terrible time actually landing. And it's very, it's like hit or miss with what the villains are. Yeah, I feel good. like the villains have been getting better over time. Uh, like a lot of the modern, right? Like Killmonger, obviously, is probably the best yeah. one. But I love Ego. I think Ego, the Living Planet, is a great villain. Um, they keep killing them. Though. Maybe those are the two of them. <laughs> those are the only two. Yeah, I can the think big of. problem is they keep, is they keep killing all the good villains, right? Like, yeah, they don't let any of them survive to like. Except for Loki, Loki's great, and he's around forever. Maybe one day I'll watch the show. You should watch the show, actually. I no, I have, I have like begrudging plans to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. I just like, yeah. Uh... No, honestly, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I would have watched Loki if I had, if I hadn't. Winter Soldier hadn't come out uh, when Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that that show is like I really don't care that much about this one but I feel like I should watch it before I watch Loki. Yeah, that is actually exactly how I feel. Oh my god, yes, I feel like I can't I can't do them out of order like that. Even though I watched two fucking Marvel movies, right? That that are theoretically. Uh, I feel after, like I don't know. Well, 
It it depends, right? Because like you're gonna have to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that's gonna straight up tie into the next Captain America movie oh, whenever goody. that comes out. Because I'm so, like, I'm so excited. Because you've seen you've seen, <laughs> you've seen like the um, I mean you know from the comics that like uh. Now, yes, well, we, like we, the title we also know, gives away. We all know that, like that, that, that Sam becomes the Captain America. Yeah. Well, so, so I mean, the funny thing is, I actually don't think. I think the core premise of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is it could be either or, because both Bucky and Sam in the comics pick up when Steve Rogers puts like puts the the thing down. So I think the the the, the question for like Twitter or whatever that like Kevin Feige is like, oh, and then they'll speculate whether it's going to be Bucky or. Sam, who who gets who gets the thing, and then they give it to Sam because Anthony Mackie is a bigger movie star. <laughs> well, uh, I will also say that if you watch those, those <laughs> movies, <laughs> sure. Uh, but if you if you watch those two specific series, it's not too out of order because I think they plan on having back Black Widow before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, and so you'll see that, and then I don't know. I think Loki is just fun to watch. I think. It's... I mean, we're getting we're definitely getting a lot of them because it's also November is the Eternals, right? Which is like yeah. the next. Other also, that's not a series. That's happening. a film. That's no, gonna... that, right, right. I just mean that like Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Eternals hey. are are condensed yeah. because of COVID. Don't yeah. forget about Venom. I'm sorry, oh my Venom. God, I am weirdly hyped for for Venom. Let there be carnage, like. Which is great. I like Venom is a bad movie, but I had such a great time. Yeah, no, and I, I just really wonder if they could capture that magic, that magic in a bottle again. <laughs> I, I, hope I, I think you'll you'll watch it, and then you'll be like, "This is fun." For I mean, some part. yeah, it's in a couple of weeks, right? Well, so hold on. I, my, my 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 fear is that it's going to be like Ant Man and the Wasp, which was like they tried to rebottle Ant Man, it didn't. But like it felt a little too forced. I think that's going to happen with 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 yeah. Carnage, or that's my fear for Carnage. I'm hoping for it otherwise, but. I will. I will say now is also like a for the. I think the streaming series are worth watching, and but now is like a lull because they have what if instead of like canon stuff uh, until they get to Hawkeye, which will be canon, I guess. Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. So nemesis. we have the Many Saints of New York coming up. We have Venom coming up. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's the Many Venom Saints of Newark. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Mini Saints of Newark. Honestly, that might be the one. I... Sopranos. God oh my god, you have to watch the entirety of the Sopranos. We have No Time to Die. Dune. Wow, that one is also. Pretty pretty quick. I thought that was November. It's in. You have no time to die. You have many saints in Newark. Have you, you have seen? Dune. Have you seen? Did you see the trailer for the last duel? In the last... when you, it, it played in front of my Shang Chi. It's this, um, it's a Ridley Scott movie starring Ben Affleck. Oh Matt yeah, Damon, yeah. And Adam Driver, and I want to watch <laughs> it so bad. It looks fucking awesome. It's like, it's like these two medieval knights are dueling over Matt Damon and Adam Driver are gonna duel with swords. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like get, I'm put it in my eyeballs, right? Like this is the kind yeah. of thing. You also, you like, also have um Dune and then the Matrix Four at the yeah, end. So Dune, the Matrix Apparently Four. Apparently, Dune's only the first half of uh half of Dune. Uh, really? That's what I, I have heard. That the Dune, the, the, the Dune movie is the first half of the Dune of the original Dune book. Interesting. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, and then and then for the. Yeah, so catch up on the streaming stuff. I think you'll need it for some of the later, not not for Eternals because like, I don't think it'll matter for yeah, that. So but Eternals is November fifth. Oh my god, are we gonna do the new Ghostbusters movie? I didn't even know that one's coming out. Man, they're just like uh, Paul they're just shoving all the movies into yeah. the no, back. I was say, like we have not done a lot of games this year because there's just so much like media, you know, too much media. 
I know. Well, you I did, you did you Human of, like two weeks ago. What are you talking about? That's true. I need you to play all of Pathfinder Kingmaker, please. Okay. I'm like oh not even God. halfway through. Or maybe I'm about halfway through. I just I'm, hit I played I played Kingmaker the actual game, so you know I'll I'll leave I'll leave that as it is. Yeah, I have 63 hours played in Pathfinder Kingmaker, and I'm halfway done. I'm not even at like I'm not even finished. With that Anyways, game. the other important ones include Miss Marvel, which is coming out late 2021, and Moon Knight, which is coming out sometime oh in 2022. God. And then Spider Man is in December. Fuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow, Sp- Spider-Man: oh, No Way Home, December. So that one's gonna be good. I feel like. I feel yeah, the actually- thing is, so the other thing about that is, is that we also want to do a Matrix retrospective of the Matrix movies. Yeah. Longtime listener Jimmy told me a long time ago, he's like, "If you guys do the Matrix movies, you have to have me on the podcast." I was like, "Absolutely, one hundred percent, I want to do that." <laughs> We've never. I feel know. like we should pull Monik in for that one too, if we can, because Monik is a big Matrix fan. Is he really interesting? Yeah. That is really interesting. I Did love, any of them play? I the have Matrix very complex feelings. Ooh, that's a good question. I have very complex feelings about um, uh, about the Matrix sequels, and so I'm very excited for that podcast. I do. I do find it funny that like some Twitter user uh, was like, uh, so like Morpheus is not in the trailers, and I mean, uh, Lawrence Fishburne that- is famously. I was gonna say like the person that is supposed to be Morpheus is in the trailers because there's no way they put like, yeah. Well, black, so black so Lawrence Fishburne was not asked back. And- yeah. Well, Lawrence Fishman was not yeah. asked back, and like some Twitter user um, pointed out, you know, like it's gonna be so hilarious when like these normal people find out that canonically Morpheus died in the Matrix Online, like a year or two in, because like uh, like they when they released that MMO, they said it was canon because it was uh, we're working with the Wachowskis, and as part of the plot, like Morpheus just gets like killed by like some random dude through a window as he's oh trying God. to like blow up like the Matrix to wake everybody up. Um, I actually, at some point, just the got curious. The Animatrix is canon too, isn't it? I, I suppose, but like that's a prequel usually to the to oh, the right, main yeah. Matrix movies. But but the yeah, Matrix like Online movies. is supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, but yeah. you read you read the like at the end uh, after they like shut the game down, they release like a storybook of like all the plot points, and it starts with you know like some stuff that relates to the movies and then there's you can clearly see when the developers turned over to another set of developers because then it becomes extremely in-game kind of lore it's like this corporation is now fighting this corporation and then blah 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 and it's like it has nothing to do with the main matrix plot at all and then it ends with basically like i i don't even remember um it was i i would like that time of my life back basically but yeah so morpheus canonically is dead if they respect the mmo and john wick four is that going to be different than John Wick's one through three? To be honest, probably not. Um, and I'm going to. I should rewatch one through three now, so that way I'm I'm, I'm depleted enough to to enjoy four. Did um, you Did you watch uh, Nobody? I did. Oh, I didn't watch Nobody, but you did, right? I did, and I didn't think yeah. it was that great, but I thought it was fun. I like rice like, pepperonis. I almost watched it on a plane, but I watched Pitch Perfect instead. Did you guys know that Pitch Perfect is like? One of my favorite movies. Do you guys is, is, do you even know that, this movie? Is that movie the is? one where like where J. Jonah Jameson screams at the drum kid? No. So first of all, that is and another very, very, it's very a good whole movie. Different movie. Pitch Perfect is an a cappella musical about uh, like a college student who goes to college 
and like <laughs> and joins the acapella group at her college and she like convinces the acapella group to sing cool matchups of pop songs rather than like the 80s classics because she's cool and all of the lame acapella nerds are lame and i i'm explaining it derisively but the movie i think is literally perfect there is not a thing is i would change about that film pitch it perfect is one of yeah pitch perfect <laughs> it is one of the best scripts i think i have there like talking about shang chi right like there are these small moments that are justified with these like incredibly tight attention to detail like inserts i'm just like who thought of this who is the genius that made this movie pitch perfect there's a whole thing about oh okay there's a there's a whole bit right where they, it's called the riff off and the riff off is when like the acapella groups are all showing up and they're riffing They're you know you're supposed to do something live they choose a category like live and everybody is like you know um everybody has to like sing for it or whatever and they're competing against this other group there's this all boys group and the boys are mean and they're mean stinky boys or whatever and in the riff off there's this moment where she's very dis you know the main character she's disengaged she's only doing this because her she's made a deal with her dad right if she if she joins a club on campus she can go do whatever um and so she's un she's uninterested she's really apathetic about the whole thing but then you know it's like going and she gets into it and she starts singing she starts rapping actually no diggity the 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 black street song do you know that song I know and she gets the whole, yeah yeah and she, she gets like the whole crowd into this thing and it's this real moment of like culmination when she realizes oh god i kind of like acapella and I'm kind of good at acapella or whatever. And it's like the dumbest thing, but it works like gangbusters for me. I don't know why. This is like, it's a good movie, you guys. Well, if we're doing movie hot takes, I will say that I don't think Waterworld was as bad as people say it is. <laughs> what movie? Waterworld. <laughs> the reason that I watched Pitch Perfect actually Have you seen was Waterworld because... Now? You've never seen Waterworld, Kevin Costner? Oh, uh, no. Oh, sorry. I, I I heard Wonder Woman. You're because oh, your um I'm your sorry. mic is a little quiet on my end. Sorry. sorry. So it's like yeah, I remember, what? I remember, no, who is saying that Wonder we Woman's watched, not uh, good? We watched Waterworld in college, though. I don't think I got a good. We were mostly just memeing the whole time. Like, I, I've I seen parts of it. I haven't it. seen the whole thing. It's it's but, too long of a movie yeah. to see the whole thing. Yeah. To be the honest. reason the reason that I watched Pitch Perfect is is because uh, Ben Platt is in it, and he's the dear oh, yeah. Hansen guy. Um, and I was like, oh, I gotta. You know, I want I want to see what he's done before, and I was like, "Oh, he's in Pitch Perfect." I I I might as well load this up, and then I watched. It. I was like, "So uh, it's it, so good." Have you watched that owl film that Zack Snyder did that everybody memes on? Oh, the Owls of Gahul! No, I really want to. I know that Patrick H. Willems is making a, a Zack Snyder Owls video. He had that as his Patreon goal for a really long time. He's like, if he gets to four thousand patrons, he's gonna make a Zack Snyder video and <laughs> just. Who knows? On Zack Snyder. And uh, and the fans got really into it and they really wanted to do it. So they reached that goal and he was like, joke's on you. I'm, I'm doing the Owl movie. <laughs> <laughs> so when that comes out, I'm going to be very excited. What I don't understand is like people keep making fun of Ben Platt for looking too old for Dear Evan Hansen. But he, he looks like... Baby face. He looks perfect for it. Oh, I mean, I think it was based on the trailers where it's like yeah. because of his haircut and like he, he looked like he was clearly a, a, like an adult man trying to play a high school teenager, like more so than you would see from like, you know, 
a regular one of those movies and it's just like people were making fun of him for that i don't know i i've heard of also anna kendrick is probably the biggest star who was in pitch perfect at the time and then rebel yeah. wilson became a bigger one from that that was and where she, rebel, rebel wilson came from i didn't realize yeah. that at the time but yeah anyways we we've gone from shang chi to uh so we've got pitch perfect we've got yeah. seven minutes left Zhao, how was your week i was fine i played a bunch of board games which were fun uh, i think i haven't been gaming a lot but i did play the first like 20 minutes of skyrim for the first time and i think that i Wait, the first, first time yeah and I, I never played skyrim until like Todd yesterday. howard just like popped a boner <laughs> like <laughs> i mean i think it's okay um the combat mechanics are a little awkward and i don't know it's I have not. I have not played Skyrim in a long time. Though having, I think Skyrim is a truly great game. Like, yeah, but it, having it will stand the test of time, as civilization suggests. I, I think the thing is mostly just that, like, having played like Breath of the Wild first, I would like if I had to choose, I oh, think I right. would rather just play Breath of the Wild versus this. But uh, I haven't played Skyrim, so it was fine. I played it for a bit. I'll probably go back to it later. The end. What board games have you been playing? Uh. We actually played a few like short card games. So one 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 is called Bees, where the premise is basically you are you are like um, rolling. It's a dice rolling game in real time, where the goal is to build a honeycomb, and you build a honeycomb by rolling uh, certain dice that you can place on top to collect them from you and your neighbors. Uh, it's mostly just fun because everything's bee themed, and you have to. Sh- the instructions say you have to shake the dice with both hands as if you are a shake like as if you are a beehive shaking like bees in your hand um then there was another one called like deep sea adventure which is just like um it's a quick game where you're trying to roll dice to go down to pick up treasure and then come back up but as if you pick up treasure you start using oxygen and you and everybody else in the game has a collective tank of oxygen um so once people start picking up treasure and then turning back uh, oxygen depletes really quickly, and it's a goal of balancing how far out you go versus uh, whether you come back with any like points at all. Um, and then a train game, which is just like build trains and buy stocks. That takes like ten minutes. <laughs> is it not? Is is that not um, a ticket to ride? No, it's it's a it's a game called like Mini Rail or something like that. Uh, mini Rails. On Board Game Geek, it's rated seven. Out of ten. Ooh. Um. Well, I'll will use that as an opportunity to talk about uh, my week because I have had an eventful week. Part of which was I played some games. I went to Gen Con for a very short period of time, for reasons I will explain later. But um, uh, I played a big mega game. We pretended to be. We went with uh, friends of the show, Nick, uh, Mark, Enoch, and Alex. We played a mega game where I where we were in space. Nick and I were the 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 captain and the warden um, of the of a prison ship, and we got up to some shenanigans, um, and uh, that was fun. And then we played a G, the the other game I played managed to play was the GI Joe RPG, which is which was Whoa. super super neat. The the person who was who was so it's not released yet. We we were essentially like beta testers, I guess. Um, they're doing a the company's doing a Power Rangers game, a Transformers game and a G.I. Joe game. And the Power Rangers one is out, but the other two are not yet. Um, the person who was running it was really into it, and she brought her, like, 18-year-old son's old G.I. Joe toys to the table for us to, like... She's like... <laughs> so you had them in boxes, and then after we sat down, she's like, okay, 
like she's like nobody opened the boxes and then when we started like everybody opened the box and just like gi joe is sitting inside of it which was awesome like, that's was, cool yeah that's awesome no it was it was man there's a power rangers game yeah so there's this, a lot of wow. tabletop. i was a, i was a really huge power rangers fan like when i was a kid i like most people i think fell off after mighty morphin but i just like kept secretly watching you, power rangers do you like, know about the whole like saban's thing uh-huh. Like, uh, like so, well, I know, I know. Hayam Saban owns it and is like a shithead. Well, he, he's a shit. So the thing is, is like it's it's like a mashup, or it's like a. It's, you know how like um, the more famous version or other version of this is like companies like fucking with like Robotech as well. But like it was, it's a it's a Japanese series. Um, I forget what the what the what the original name is, but like the the high school kid interstitials are all like they're all added yeah. in post. Um, and like they obviously they dump over the audio. It's very easy because they're wearing masks. But like, you know, oh yeah, because they get the, they get the footage. It's Sentai, right? Like yeah, yeah. Sentai. Yes, that's, that's Super that's Sentai. Right. Yeah, 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 they 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 dub over all the all the footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, it's it, it's it, apparently Sabanj is like a, an enormous shithead. Um, if if you have twenty hours, you can go view the. There's a YouTuber called Linkara who has like the history of the Power Ranger series, so you can spend. Yeah. The rest of your life watching those. It is. It is a fantastic series. It actually just yeah. put out a new one that I haven't watched yet. Like the you know. Oh yeah. Wild Thunder or some shit, right? Like <laughs> all, the, all the names become the same after a while, especially yeah. the themes. Yeah. And the other big thing I did this week is uh, I I have moved. Um, I have bought a house, and that was uh, that's been like a, a fucking nightmare. So you know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, in in many ways, uh, it's it's great in other ways, but uh, that is why I haven't been playing a ton of games lately. Is I've been trying to deal with all of that bullshit, um, but I will have hot tips on how to like repair sinks for you for for our viewers in the future. Um, That's so, so, so you should like, include some links that that you're promoting. We're gonna to become a home repair. repair podcast. Yes, as 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 was always my goal, right? Like, is this is what I've always wanted was to embrace the uh, the weekend warrior mindset. I guess I don't know. Buddy, how was your week? You know, I have been trying my darndest to finish this Pathfinder game. Uh, like I said, I have 63 hours, which is actually pretty impressive, given that I only picked it up like two or three weeks ago. Um, but uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me let me take a look. Let me take a look at my achievements and see if I can see when I got my very first achievement, which I think I got the very there's like an achievement for completing the tutorial. All right. So the tutorial mission, I completed the tutorial mission on... September 4th, and then it is now September 20th, and I have 63 hours played. So that's a lot of hours in in this in this Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is like incredibly addictive. There's there's something about managing the whole party that feels really nice, right? Like being able to like really micromanage. It's like, you know, when you're in DD and you're trying to convince someone to do a thing that will benefit you, right? Like, no, flank this guy with me. And they're like, no, 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 I'm going to charge the archer in the back or whatever, right? Like being able to just like make sure your guy always flanks with you is incredibly satisfying. Um, so I've been, I've been playing a ton of that because I want to get to Wrath of the Righteous, which I am excited slash interested for. I'm excited in and interested for um be or excited for because uh they they have a bunch of extra classes in the game and i want to sort of try some of them out just to see how it you know like how it feels pathfinder kingmaker has a lot of classes uh but it doesn't have like the full gamut um that uh that the later games do so yeah i guess that's where that's where i live 
Awesome. Uh, do we have? Does anybody else want to talk about anything else that we've that they've done with with their weeks? Nothing except I've also um, because this is a tabletop gaming podcast. I kept seeing ads on Instagram for like an avatar tabletop RPG. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. They kickstarted like a gazillion dollars. Yeah, I was it. like curious. Like, there's no way people would really want this that much. I was like, people would want it, but not that much. Uh, they raised nine million dollars on Kickstarter, which is yeah, wow, frankly. A lot. Uh, Nine million? Really? That's that is yes. a ludicrous amount of money. I uh, didn't think that people... Yeah. I, I would have told you that that would have funded I didn't think it would have funded for $9 million. Well, that's... I mean, come on. I, worst case... In, look, anything that's on Kickstarter that is not Star Citizen is going to be good. Um, in terms of meaning... That is not meaning... true. That is I'm absolutely sorry. not true. <laughs> in, terms of, in, in terms of how much it's funded relative to whether a product is delivered. Yeah, what I don't think the... that's true either. What was the Castlevania guy? His his game sucked, right? Didn't everybody fucking hate that game? No, the Castlevania guy, the Castlevania game was good. Bloodstain was good. It's it's the Mega Man. Oh, okay. It's the Mega oh, Man. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. The Mega Man game sucks. Yeah, that Mega number nine. For like $10 yeah, but that one at least came out. Whereas Star Citizen game, but... is never gonna. Never yeah, I mean, release. I think Star Citizen is like the greatest joke played on man mankind, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so do do we all think that Star Citizen is a scam, or rather, let me let me clarify. No, I don't think Star Citizen is a scam. I think it's like somebody who got over too far over their skis. Um, but I don't think it's ever coming out. What do you guys think? I think Star Citizen might come out. I think Star Citizen might come out when it actually uh, needs to make money again. I like. I earnestly believe there are people who are working on Star Citizen like right now. Like I don't think it's that much of a scam. Right. I just think it's a scam in the terms of like it'll never deliver on all of the promises made. Yeah, I think I think it started out as like something they could meet in like. 10 years at the worst and then what happened was that as the money came in they like basically pledged more things and now they're net like it would probably take them yep. uh the rest of their careers to finish star citizen at this point i agree um yeah that, that yeah but, I, I don't think i don't think anybody at star citizen, or i don't think most people at star citizen the, you know the the guy in charge included is attempting to cheat people out of money i think he's just you know, try try to some, too much. Th there are parts of the game you can play. It's just nothing like relative to what they're saying is a complete game. They're never going to get there. Yep. Especially they've promised like very weird things, right? Like being able to like model and change like the music in your like spaceship or something like that. Like it's like it's like what, what you know if you if you gave like a fifteen year old like told him to describe the perfect game like that. This is what you get out of it, right? Like this is like you, you know yep. you could. When they say model and change, what is that? Like, you can make music in the spaceship? I think I think it was supposed to be, like, you know, like, that, like, you would collect discs, and those discs would be, like, objects that you could, like, see, like, you would pick up and physically put into a jukebox. I might be, oh, my God. I, I might be misremembering this, but, like, it's, you know, it's, uh... That's just going to be another way they're going to monetize. It'll be a new music store in Star Citizen. You just uh, cruise around and buy a U2 album or something. YouTube album by uh yeah something like that all right well we've gone over time and there's no sense of just shitting on Star Citizen anymore I don't think <laughs> uh, with that I'm gonna wrap it up if you have any if you would like to share with us your opinions on any of the things we talked about in this movie you can email us at subdursplaygames at gmail.com or podcast at subdursplaygames.com you can follow us at twitch.tv slash subdursplaygames um where these go out live you can uh subscribe to us on YouTube and SoundCloud and uh rate review us on iTunes uh all that good stuff you can give us money on patreon um 
Uh, Zauer, is there any other social media things I should be pushing, given that you're the official social media manager of Derp's Talk About Games? You did Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, uh, and Twitch. So that's pretty much it, unless you want to start an Instagram and or a TikTok, which I do not want to do. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Zhao, uh, is there anywhere that people can find you that you would want them to find you? Uh, just the internet. Um, the search internet. for Alex Zhao. It's... <laughs> You'll find me. <laughs> Really, that's it. You just search for Alex. Does that actually work? Will, will people I mean, find? you'll you'll find. I mean, like if you type that into like Twitter as like the handle, that's that's enough. Um. Oh wow, you have your own website, alex It's got yes. office, It's got your face in the middle of it. Very yes. cool. Nice. All right. Yes. Uh, and buddy, you have anything you want to promote? I have nothing else I'm looking to promote. Well, in that case... Oh, I do want to promote one random uh, Simulu-related thing. Um, Go on YouTube and search Garbage Boy Aquafina, and then it's... I think it's humorous. I don't know if you'll find it humorous. Um, That's it. Sure. (laughs) All right. Do that, folks. I'll maybe put a link to it in the description if it isn't too terrible. With that, I'm going to say until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.